Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, including Steven Universe, Gravity Falls, and Rick and Morty. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stilval. Hello. Today, Delaney and I will be discussing Comedy Central's new show, Moonbeam City. Hooray, and the first episode, Mall Hath No Fury, I believe, yes. Uh, so this show, if you're unfamiliar, uh, airs tonight. We're po- putting this podcast out on Wednesday. Um, it airs, I think, like 10.30 on Wednesdays on Comedy Central. The Comedy Central's put up the first episode early. Right after um, South Park. Yeah, so that's a good spot for it, actually, at ratings-wise. Uh Comedy Central has put out the first episode, um, you know, legally on many, many venues, including their website. Uh, this is the thing networks do a lot of time to promote new shows. I think it's a good idea. Uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, so we have, I'm not sure if we're going to be regularly covering the show. It's, I mean, this was a strong episode, so it's, it's very possible. Uh, and uh, you still check back for um, Moonbeam City and other shows coverage like Rick and Morty. I think there's going to be a big overlap between our audience on Rick and Morty and, and the show. And uh, the show looks looks to be off of a strong to a strong start, and I'm excited to discuss it. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, overlyanimated.com. If you're unfamiliar with this podcast, hopefully, have new people listening. We're kind of on the ground floor of the Moonbeam City <laughs> podcasting. I don't know there if anyone floor. else is going to be covering this show. You is know? there a floor? There's no floor. We're the first one. <laughs> so there you go. I'm hoping we're the first one. So okay, Moonbeam City, uh, created by Scar- Scott uh, Gardner. Gar- I don't. There's an eye in there somewhere, and um, I'm not familiar with him, but uh, I've heard about the show, and I watched it, and it was very good. So, um, so let's discuss it. It is a uh, '80s cop show parody, which Delaney is very excited about. Oh man! Yeah. So I bet you can. I have so much background in '80s cop shows. So, what is your background in '80s cop shows? Well, like I was raised. My parents raised me to believe that the '80s was the greatest decade to ever and will ever to have existed, and so I have seen all of the '80s cop shows. Miami Vice, big on that. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. And I am, um, I'm like I'm a forensic science major, so like a lot of like what I've watched growing up has influenced like my choices and like where I'm going to go for. A career. So <laughs> I'm all great. about like. I'm all about like these detective shows and oh man, that's good. I'm sure I'm sure Moonbeam City will help your studies immensely with its very oh, accurate yeah, portrayal of a cop show. Yeah, it's so accurate. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know if you if you haven't seen the show yet, I'd encourage you going to watch it on now online, featuring Rob Lowe, Elizabeth Banks, Kate Mara, and Will Forte. Pretty strong. Oh yeah, pretty strong lineup. And uh, yeah, so let's get get into get into Moonbeam City here. Uh, this episode mall hath no fury um delaney you just watched it what did you think i loved it it's like it's such a it's not just hilarious it's like visually like it's like an acid trip for 22 minutes and it's just so bright and neon and i love it and like it's so 80s it hurts my soul like it's so good i love it and just I don't even know if I want to call them tropes. They're so ridiculous. Like, they're beyond tropes. It's just... Just everything about it was great. Like, I was... And then it like it surprised me in some places that other things it didn't surprise me, which I'm glad it didn't surprise me because, like, this is exactly what I expected and this is what I wanted when I heard, like, 80s cop show parody animated. Like, this is everything I wanted and I'm so happy about it. Yeah, I was I was pretty impressed with it. Uh, for, speaking of the bright visuals, is this supposed to be a futuristic city? Is that what we're getting at here with Moonbeam uh, City, or is it supposed to be an '80s city? Like I can't well, even it's tell. Very, to me, well, it's um, Art Deco. 
ish. Uh-huh. Yeah. And for me, it's very eighties. Like it's um like everything they're wearing and the colors, it's very um it's very eighties futuristic. So I think we're supposed to take it as this is kind of like the eighties like wet dream kind of thing going on yeah that's a good description that's what what this is oh yeah i should mention this podcast along with the show might not be suitable for younger audiences i was waiting for you to say that i forgot about that you know uh usual overly animated podcasts are um age appropriate to to their content the show on comedy central it wasn't super inappropriate but it was pretty decently you know so yeah i mean it's it's like fairly inappropriate yeah this podcast this this episode of overly animated may not be suitable for younger audiences and uh yeah um so here's my thing with first episodes of television shows. Uh, you shouldn't expect pilots to be good, to, good episodes of TV because they almost never are. No. Uh, like if you, if I don't know, if you want to, if you won TV season for network television, fall or fall or spring, you want to go and watch some of the pilots that are coming out. Um, if you're not going in with the right mindset, you will just be incredibly like disappointed. <laughs> like they're all bad. Like, they're yeah, all no, bad because bad. because that's how it works. And so you shouldn't look for first episodes of television to be good. You should look for the potential for a good series. Um, look for potential. Look for things that you like, even if you laughed at one thing in the entire episode. Uh, yes. That might be enough for this to be a good show down the road. Or and if there's then, one concept. If there's like... one concept that's good, yeah. Uh, so. I was not expecting much from the show. As Unless it's I, Stitchers and then stay far away from Stitchers. The, okay, that's good advice. I, but I was not expecting much from the show, uh, as as with all first episodes. And I was extremely surprised to not only be watching a show that had a lot of potential to be very good, but also I was just watching a good episode of TV. Yeah, it was, uh, like, I was so shocked. Like, yeah. it's the first episode and, like, you're immersed and it's funny. It's like eventually the episode starts getting into like, you know, pilot episode territory. Yeah. Like pilot episodes have to have a plot, so then we kinda go on this yeah. plot without really being And we have to explain all the characters kind of and... Yeah. Well, I think this episode's the strongest in its initial exposition of the characters in the world. Like I think the first five yes. minutes of this episode is very good. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was very surprised. The opening is cold opening is very strong. And uh, I, I really enjoyed that. Once we start getting into this ridiculous mall plot, it's still <laughs> funny, but it loses yeah. it a little bit. It loses a little bit of steam, I think. Yeah. Uh, but that's to be expected with pilot because they have to have narrative. Um, but uh, they're not at a place where they can execute a super successful narrative yet. No. That being said, I think this was a modestly successful narrative. You know, we had to have we had to have like this little like episode contained plot. It's just what has to happen. Yeah, it just it's or else it wouldn't be a TV episode, right? So yeah. we just have to have that. And they choose a very weird concept for their first episode, but I think that's <laughs> so intentional. Uh, with yeah, these no. type of adult animated um, shows, uh, the typical you know kind of discourse surrounding them uh, on television is that they should be really weird and really absurd. Yes. And I think it's a little dumb to have that, you know, thought process among everyone in the industry. Like, I feel like we should have a more broad type of uh there's a lot of potential for non children's network animated shows uh but and we have a and we execute we have really good ones we have archer we have rick and morty this show i mean even simpsons family guy all that even though they're like older ones they're still they still can put out funny episodes and stuff well i mean the simpsons especially like i mean there's a reason it's, it's not just on the air and like dragging along like yeah it's on and the, the simpsons the simpsons almost isn't in this category because it's more of a pure sitcom uh just in animated form uh but since the simpsons kind of spawned this family guy type animated show which almost everyone since then has been in this category of just uh utter absurdity and um archer 
like channels that absurdity into a very um a very uh, genre parody uh which is really good archer parodying you know spies spy shows and stuff in the 60s and uh this follows that trend uh with 80s cop shows yeah so, so good. I, I, yeah so i think it's a good idea um i like the direction we're moving you know away from just this family guy model um, I still think we're not far enough away from it yet. Like, I, it, yeah. these shows can exist too, but I feel like I want more of a wide variety uh, of things available. Like, I feel like Comedy Central shouldn't feel so uh, so contained and FX, FXX and stuff like that to just green light these absurd ones. Like, you can have some other some other ones too. But anyway, uh, yeah, I thought this was. I think it's a good concept. I thought the exposition was excellent. Uh, I love the the voice talent they got for this Rabo oh, was yes. very good uh, in this role as dazzle novak uh on one hand dazzle is just you know this uh <laughs> this archer type character that we've seen yeah. over and over and i haven't seen that much of archer like i mean i've seen archer and then you, I'm, you like, know that's you know what, what i'm talking is. about regardless yeah, like, right? that's what yeah. this, like that, that's ex- that was my first thought when he was introduced i'm like oh we have 80s cop archer that's what he is this is it's like the super arrogant um like handsome 30s guys. And like guys. super sexual. Yeah, super sexual and stuff like that. Uh, the difference I'd say between Dazzle and Archer, Archer is actually very competent. Uh, like <laughs> like they say, like he's a top spy and he kind of shows it sometimes. Yeah. Dazzle is like the top cop, but I see no reason why he should be that, right? You can't do any, well, I mean, when, I mean, when your competition's uh, Rad Cunningham, I mean, I guess he is the best cop. <laughs> Rad didn't seem great either. That's true. What about number? Oh, what about number five and sevens? Uh, five and seven. What about them? Maybe they were. I don't know. We'll just have to see. No, mostly it seemed like everyone was incompetent in the show, except, except the uh, police. Chief. Well, the, the I don't know. She didn't do anything super competent. She Wait, was just, like, Police chiefs don't really do that much. She just like, was there, yeah. I feel like she's, uh, just, there, she's just there to yell at. Them. I feel like Chrysalis was the only one that displayed competency. No, right? she's the only one, and she's literally. Um, oh my god, I can't remember her name. Oh my god, she's my favorite. Felicity from Arrow. That's literally who she is. She is Felicity from Arrow. Right, she so even looks the same. Each of these, yeah, she's, she's. I feel like the 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 character Chrysalis is the best example of the show doing a super genre archetype parody. Yes. Uh, just like the young female, or it's a, she's, uh, the, her being female, I guess, who, is maybe a genre subversion. Like, it's just the, the person, the, you know, the back room who wants to be a field agent, right? Yeah. Um, Bones. And then uh, sexual tension with the main character, of course, and stuff like that. Um, I feel like that character, I don't know. I don't know if she was super successful in this episode in terms of convincing me that she was... Like, I liked her, of course. She was my probably my favorite, but um, she wasn't particularly funny. Police, Police Chief was good. Police Chief did not do that much. No, I just, I just loved her. Like, yeah, I mean, she's... her character design is all of their character designs are quality. Yeah, I, I agree. Was so much. I agree, and uh, I should point out the show animated by Titmouse, um, which we are fans of. On uh, we were previously in Avatar and the Legend of Korra podcast. Titmouse did the opening titles for Avatar, um, animated them, and also did the cut sequences for the Korra video game, animated those. Which that um, video vi- game is Video game gorgeous. bad, but the game itself was gorgeous. Yeah, they did a good yeah, job. No, the game is terrible, the game... <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, they, they it's did, gorgeous. Tim Mouse did great on that, and uh, I think Mike and Brian, the creators of Avatar and Korra, know some people uh, at that and former Avatar people and stuff work there, so I'm glad that they have a mainstream show and stuff and it's yes. good glad for that they're animating this and i think they do a good job with this i think it looks very the visual uh of the show is it's very well trip. established it's it's they that's with their intent and they execute it on, on it very so well. great i love you know? it yeah uh 
so we talk kind of talked as well we got police chief rad uh so rad i feel like is a pretty um not that he's rad but he's the kind of typical uh villain or not the villain the uh rival, rival. yeah the rival for the main detective and uh but do they use the word detective in in the show they like cop a lot I and don't, I can't, I can't. I feel I like we should call them cops, not detectives. The Wikipedia yeah. article says detective, yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, so that she, that's a very, I feel like the side characters are really just these, uh, these uh, genre archetype characters. I mean, characters. they are detectives, they just haven't said they're detectives. Yeah, I mean, you would assume so. And, yeah, so let's talk specifics in this episode. Like I said, I really like the first five minutes. Like, in the cold open, we kind of have this, uh, beginning intro welcome to moonbeam city type thing yes uh, which isn't um i don't know I, we have to establish the setting somehow you can't do yeah. you can't do this in a way that's super interesting it's impossible <laughs> so yeah. yes. you just have to put it out there and then um, we immediately have uh the uh diablo malo but he's not named that yet uh, and he no. <laughs> robs the old lady <laughs> and he says uh and something about what you're no, that has my. Oh, has my pills. Yeah, my pills and your lighter, and then and he <laughs> sets her, her on fire. fire. It doesn't make any sense, but it's great. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> he's like, eh, eh, eh. and then he runs into the opposing um, Hispanic gang member. They call each other S.A. and Holmes, of course, because yes. you know, that's how this works on these shows. Uh, yeah, and then Dazzle shows up. Uh, what do you? Th- the reveal of no, Dazzle. It- Oh yeah, I, he he is that he one. Is yeah, Dazzle. he is Dazzle the Holmes. I, Which one? The essay or Holmes? I think it's essay. It's, I don't even know. He just yeah. I that was really great. And then that uh, was amazing. They, and takes, then I really enjoy it because they continue it at the end of the episode where he's the fire hydrant. So like, I'm enjoying that this is a theme. Oh, I hope yeah. I hope they continue with the ridiculous disguise. Like, yeah, it's, good. it's really good. Yeah, you know, I loved it. Like, especially because like they went really slow with it, and it, like then he ripped off his face, and it was like, what is even going on? <laughs> like it was absurd. Yeah, and yeah, it, it, was it was great. Really great. Um, Moonbeam City Police. I hope your brain is hungry. It's having bullets for dinner. Delivered by <laughs> that line delivered by, by Rablo was pretty good. And, <laughs> and then he shoots the uh, bird instead of the. <laughs> and they have a nice cutaway there too, which I think was oh, good. Yeah, Lucky break fart bag. I only used most of them on that car with the penis shot into it. Oh yeah, that was also good. That was wonderful. Um, and he said, "Do you?" Ha-? And after he misses again, "Do you have any bullets?" Yeah. No, no, my favorite. No, the best. The next one was he did another one-liner. What? What was his one-liner? Oh, what was it? It was like the something like diner. It was like. Oh yeah, it was yeah. Oh, it was so. It's a really bad one-liner. Yeah. Yeah. No, and then like it's it's great. Yeah, and that's the the yeah. I just think that was the funniest part of the episode. This this beginning sequence, very very strong. And we have the theme song. The theme song just kind of this typical, uh, '80s type thing, and I think it's pretty good. I like I like the music. They have the music done by um, Nightclubs, as the Wikipedia page, which is a actual synth pop band, um, and it's pretty cool. That much eighties, much wow. much eighties, uh, very synth. And, <laughs> yeah. So after that, we have Genesis Jones, the news no, broadcast. I, I laughed out loud at his name. Like I was very That's pleased. I, Genesis Jones brings some of the strongest parts of this episode. Um, it reminds me a lot of Shiro Shinobi. Like I just love really terrible like announcer yeah, names. Yeah, the, the announcer from The Legend of Korra. Yeah, and what's great I, just, I love the concept of this uh the that they take their random guy in the cold open who they weren't necessarily have to do anything with and it's like he turned 42 dollars of purse money into a criminal empire filled with <laughs> overnight all, overnight filled with all these terrible activities and infant neglecting it was pretty great 
<laughs> He's El Diablo Malo, a nickname as uncreative as it is terrifying. <laughs> Good. I love that line. Yeah, that's... no, it was. Yeah, I did too. And then, like, the, um, their uh, Genesis Jones, uh, like the voice actor. Good job. Like the yeah. line deliveries. Who does do, who does so voice good. Genesis Jones? I'm not sure. Let's look this up as we as we do this. Uh, but it was it was pretty. Yeah, anything with him in this is is pretty good quality. Um, and then uh, then we have the scene of uh of uh dazzle talking to pizzazz the elizabeth banks detective what do you <laughs> think of the name character. what do you think of the name pizzazz it's it's good it, I it, just, very, it much, fits her. very much fits with the his name is dazzle like what do you think of the name dazzle yeah <laughs> and then pizzazz and then we have rad so like i, I imagine oh, all, yeah. i think you have to have some really ridiculous name to be a cop i think that's like a requirement in moon beam city Nick Cor- Corey Rossi, is, uh, I probably butcher that name, is El Diablo Malo. Do we have, uh, oh no, I don't have the, the uh, you know, the news guy. I feel like his, his voice is familiar, so I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, so what do you think of this, this scene? Like, the scene, the typical parody you want from this is going to be the sexual tension between the the chief and the, the detective, right? Um, yes. And there's, like, one moment where they do it, and it's great. It's like, I'm going to remove you of these distractions. Then she reaches down. <laughs> and, takes and then she just, takes uh, uh, the, uh, this gun. Yeah, and that was great. So uh, but I also, I also like that they didn't, like, hinge this entire thing about that, right? Um, yeah. Sexual tension parodies. That, that was good. Um, at the beginning of the scene, it's like, he's taken over... He's taken over the entire city. No, just just upper midtown, and then he lists all the parts of the city. Uh, yeah. So, Ra- Rablo's dry deliveries are pretty great in this. They are, and then yeah. I'm I'm looking up um, Elizabeth Banks, um, her filmography, like her all the movies she's been in, because like her outfit. I don't know if like it's an exact like her character, like uh, Pizzazz's character design. I know it's like intentional, but. I don't know if it's parroting a certain character or if it's literally one of the um, something that Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks has been in because like I don't, I'm trying to figure out her outfit right now because like it's oh, so you're very striking. focused on this outfit. Well, I know like it's it's very like it's so 80s it hurts. The only thing I remember I noticed and remember about it is that it's like a suit jacket, and, right? And yeah. the snake belt, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, we'll, we'll like, look into her we'll design. Look, is we'll look great. into it. Um, but besides, sorry, I'm very, I'm very fixated on the vis- like think, on this show. Think about it as I literally read the jokes from the episode because that's what yes. we're doing. Right? Uh, but then Dazzle's like, uh, besides, it's mostly poor people anyway, which is good. I think we yeah. should continue with this, uh, yeah, this uptight, this uh, you know, dumb rich people uh, type thing. That's the only line that's like that. Yeah. Um, he was uh, pursuing some hot leads, and then they show him in the strip club. <laughs> Legally, I can make any three people in here do each other. And then he shoots the bottle. <laughs> he shoots the bottle and it pours out. That's pretty great. Yeah, I like that. I'm like, oh, now he, now he, now he hits it. Like now he doesn't miss. How long is this? Is this going to last? Says this <laughs> thing. And then he says something. He's like, no, uh, this. Uh, and then the two strippers there. Yeah, yeah. That's he, pretty... he's like, I booked them for 48 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... What a dumb thing. <laughs> that's pretty so great. Funny, yeah. Though. Uh, he's moved, she's taking away distractions, including the nap nook, which is weird. And, um, this, I uh, hope you're not attached to this, the number one cop mug. <laughs> that, I, I never, I never thought looking at that mug, that, that was going to be like a really, like, it was like, it was just an essential part of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, 
It's amazing. It's a good idea because it like, captures... like I thought it was going to just be a gag, but no, it was like a plot point. Just captures the his the, the main part of his character, his ego, and his um, yeah, the, that stuff like that. Uh, then we get the he has the number two cop mug, and there's five and seven. There, it's a pretty good visual <laughs> gag. That was, that was good. I like that. And we meet Red Cunningham, who he. Who uh, I would keep wanting to call him Archer because he's basically Archer. Who Dazzle calls King Dick of the Ass Forest. We have a lot of these kind of really immature, like, <laughs> like insults to each other. More yes. more so than Rick and Morty, I feel like. And they're not even, and a lot of them aren't even like curses. Like we have like jerk hole. And... Yeah, jer- jerk jerk hole. There's that entire thing. Uh, then uh, Dazzle's like, uh, here's what I'm going to do with the mug, and it's including mouse baths, which we get a visual gag of later. I know. I think that was the best animated part of the episode, because the mouse is, the mouse is like moving uh, yeah. when he's like dunking in the thing, and it's really good. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Perhaps the animators on that, yeah. Um, he's, they have the entire thing with the shooting the door and going out. Uh, then we get the introduction of uh, Chrysalis, who I keep wanting to call. We keep wanting to call Chrys- Chrysalis or something. I also want to call right. her Felicity because that's who she is. Want to call her? Um, I don't even remember, but the name of Kate Mara in House of Cards and uh, Oh yeah, Kate Mara is great. And uh, yes. hi, I assume we've boned. That's a great introduction. That was that yeah. was Chrysalis Tate. Um, he had nothing to put in his holster but Skittles. <laughs> And then it comes back. And then, then it does come back later. Yeah, I know, that was good. It's just everything. It's so good. Uh, Chrysalis says, I want to be in the field uh, where the action is and the stairs aren't after she's, she's <laughs> tired, of being, tired of being pushed downstairs. That was the most archetypal line. I want to be in the field where the action is, but then they add where the stairs aren't, which is pretty good. Yeah, I liked that. Uh, you and should... then later when she's like, oh, I'm going to throw you down the stairs. Oh yeah, the true. Yeah, I forgot about that. There are there, the show. This episode is more intelligent than it seems because we also have yes. lines like "King Dick of the Ass Forest," but we also have these <laughs> these good uh, good re- recurring gags. Um, uh, the she wants to go in the field, and if not, she'll sue him for sexual harassment. Why um, your pants came off a while ago? <laughs> Which is a good good pl- visual gag with the close up. Yes. Yeah, playing with the close up. I enjoyed it. Um, he's then we get a very archer type thing which is him um getting in character for uh what is whatever his gen- what's the janitor name that he is i can't even remember it was like zlugoff zlugoff yeah there yeah i wrote it down okay uh his his fifth wife his fifth wife got run over by a mule carts and then he married the mule yeah yeah uh it's only been six minutes i thought imagining a clock would help that was pretty good visual guy <laughs> yeah too. i like that the visual gags are really good. Yeah, the very I, I do like how the animation was integrated. Very, it was very because a lot of times with these these type of shows, it's like oh, it just happens to be animated, but this could yeah be a live action show. That's kind of what Archer is sometimes. Um, but I feel like they this this episode incorporates. Uh, I don't want to say the show yet because we don't really know, but uh, it incorporates the animation pretty well. Oh yeah, uh, got the most powerful weapon of all—a horn, which is weird. There's a lot of lines which are like, I guess that's funny, but like it was not. Yeah, too, well, yeah. they're like they're awkward and they're like it's kind of. I think because that's, that's a version like, of the brain, right? You're expecting yeah. to say brain there, but it's it's. I, don't I think know. that's. I think that's. They do a lot of lines like that, and uh, I think it's like it's not necessarily like clever, clever, but like I mean, it's funny. It's not and, like, super clever, but it's fine. A lot of they're uh, to a certain extent they're going for quantity over quality in some of the lines yeah. they have. Um, which is fine. If you move fast enough, then they're easily And the show goes really fast. Not, I think not as fast. I, mean, I watched this right after Rick and Morty. Not as fast as that, but uh, it's, no, well, yeah. well, I nothing think is as fast to... as Rick and Morty, though. So. No, nothing is. And then especially the episode, 
like the latest episode of Rick and Morty was just like insane. Yeah, that's true. So, um, uh, am I supposed to just listen to you play video games and hit on teenagers all the time? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, that entire thing with the uh, and okay. again that comes up later. Never turn off the wire. Like that was so like. Yeah, that's true. The wire thing they didn't. Yeah, uh, we have her him meeting. Uh, I don't remember how they pronounce her I, name. I, they, they, they they don't say her name right. Anyway, it's I I I I or whatever. I yeah. Yeah. I feel like they have a sh in there somewhere. Yeah. What do you think of this character? I loved it. Like the moment I saw her, I was like, "This is gonna be good. I am ready for this." Why? Why do you like his character? Well, it's because it's like. I mean, it's not, like, Selena, but it, it's Selena, and, like, making fun of, like, the whole, like, it's it just so 80s, like, oh, I live for these things, and it just, and the wind chimes, and, like, her whole design, and it just, it's just really... It's just a good. weird concept that they want to base the episode around her, this, uh, this <laughs> weird, really uh, like yeah, type character, in, in, a, in a, doing mall singing, yeah, like, what? So <laughs> it's, I don't, I don't really understand. Um... The doubt. But it's such it's such like an '80s movie plot, though. Yeah, I could see that. I think that's what they're going for. Yeah, and uh, the whole sequence of the introduction to her, and then, um, then him and her, and I like that they, they moved. Had a, they, had, they had a food court date. I like really that they moved fast past the um, yeah, like the you know, the courtship and stuff like that. Um, LOL courtship air quotes <laughs> implying that there is any here yeah and yes. uh, he's, she says what she does he's like uh, I love music I listen to all kinds of it uh, and she's like even rap and country oh god no I like that, <laughs> I like that we almost, we're almost past that at this point like I love that I feel like I've seen this somewhere in a different show but um, just pointing out the white people like uh, like all types of music, music excluding rap and country is always wonderful yes. like uh, northern white people yeah and it's, uh, but I, I feel like I've seen it twice now. I guess so. I want to retire this joke. Um, cine, what do they call it? Cinephon, yeah. And that's where they have a bone in a cinephon supply closet. Um, yep. pretty good. Uh, then the skittles come back, which is skittles. Great. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, outside with the van, the chief is there, and um, along with Rad, I think, right. Well, did, said, well, the, the fact that everyone got brutally murdered while they were having sex in the closet. Oh yeah, that's true. Every, which is, I guess, a, not funny in its own, but is a good a good concept. Yeah. Um, yes. The and they literally pull up behind the van. Yeah, like, and she's just up. in there. Yeah. It's really good. Mm -hmm. And Rad's like saw something from a kilometer away. Cut the Canadian talk. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> that's oh, what and then um, Zaz says the. Uh, oh yeah, he was making fun of like, where'd you learn how to. No, do chalk outlines chalk oh, outlines yeah. on school yeah that was good uh, and we hear uh, them uh, boning through the headset right and it's like shut it off shut it off and her facial that. expressions were incredible and then they have that and extended one of that over the credits too <laughs> it was good it was really uh, funny. more of the uh, the pizzazz I, I, just I, threatening everyone pizzazz, yeah pizzazz just being pizzazz even though that's not a good description because it's the first episode yeah. uh, I, I or whatever in my homeland a girl cannot utter her name aloud the shawl will cut off her elbows um, gonna book you in every mall you've ever dreamed of again with this weird concept but <laughs> the mall the, the mall names I didn't b bother trying to write down the mall names well, except for the last you one. made the comment about like the rich people jokes which I feel like that's what the mall jokes were because like the mall names got like it, like got longer yeah they're all like they go proceedingly upper class malls yeah that's true yes. good point uh which is really funny because like how many malls does moonbeam city have yeah well apparently, apparently four or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> five i guess uh 
they make her the big cat. I've spared no expense. You've spared lots of expenses. There's no reinforcement being made <laughs> on the stage. T- typical, typical joke. Pretty good. Yes. Uh, the the bands, uh, and then there's the rain stick by Mannheim Crow Kicker. I didn't I actually didn't notice at first that this was the guy. That this was uh, El Diablo. Mom. Really? Are you serious? I didn't know. Well, there's th- there's the initial introduction, and then well, it's pretty sinister. But I'm like, okay, why are they doing that? Because I wasn't even thinking of him anymore. Because this absurd I concept. Knew immediately. <laughs> like, I feel like you're I supposed know. to know right away. They do make it even more obvious later. It's with them, so but obvious. It's great. Before they reveal it, but yeah, that's like that's that's just part of the, like the charm. Yeah, the char- the charm in that. I obviously they're going for that, and it's good. Uh, back and he to, has the rain stick, so good. Rain stick, yeah. Back to Genesis Jones, uh, the anchor. Um, El Diablo Malo has seized all local animal pounds, fed them cocaine, and then unleashed them into elderly homes. And then uh, he interviews uh, Dazzle and is this entire gag with the, the phones. and Being the manager. Down. Being the manager. Number one manager mug. Uh, <laughs> Just... Located in the police headquarters. Uh, very odd. <laughs> turn of events in this episode it's, i don't know i like it it just yeah uh, it's just so 80s it hurts my soul meeting requests go through chun li what time is your oh yeah she's like i'm gonna put my put my foot through your uh oh that's right. what i thought that's what i thought you were talking about with rick and morty i'm getting the two shows confused because yeah, no. there's a foot joke in rick and morty too yeah uh gonna what time is your foot available with the meeting in the private room yeah <laughs> yeah no i like that yeah. <laughs> what time is your foot available get out <laughs> Okay, I'm skipping some of the lesser jokes now. Okay, uh, now they're what are they're having dinner at the thing? Yeah. Well, so, what do you think of? Um, I don't know. I feel like the episode moves kind of fast here, and it's there's yeah. a lot of these kind of. I mean, it's kind of good that they don't like like focus on the relationship a lot because like obviously that's the weakest part of the episode because yeah. they met in a mall. Yeah. And they were there for like it's, two it's minutes, an, and it's the episode specific part of it too. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think in this case it's like a good thing. I mean it does go really fast. One thing is that the strongest parts of the episodes are the episode is the one are the ones that seem like they're coming back, right? Like I yeah. feel like the, the mall stuff and the this uh I, I character and stuff like that, they're the one offs and then all the interesting things established are the ones that are recurring. Um yes. they're talking in they're having their meeting and the whatever. You know, uh Dazzle and uh long name girl and del moonridge oaks north south circle square there you go that's the they're having dinner they're having dinner yeah uh it's a date it's a date um where, where are they here i think they're in his apartment okay yeah no they say um like when rad like threatens in the very beginning he's like your crystal blah blah penthouse dome thing so oh yeah yeah really okay this is the danger with moving very fast through your jokes it's hard to it's pick like, up on what? the plot thing sometimes yeah uh golden dreamcatcher award um did you want to sit i hope you're sitting there oh yeah there's the hype you're sitting down and she's obviously sitting down that was good <laughs> yeah. yeah uh no i don't have a third chair um that so was i like that no i don't have a third chair it's like okay <laughs> dazzle that's the that's the type of line where it seems like dazzle's not very smart but no <laughs> uh yet to prove his competence yet to prove his that's true um, he has his own um his own mall singer though with a screaming name oh my god that was my favorite gag that was like, your favorite pterodactyl gag? screech so good that, that that i feel like is familiar i had to too, pause but... i was like overwhelmed by how funny it was it was good yeah <laughs> like that's so good and he changed changed them into the, the radiator maybe we can still bone 
That, that was a visual good. gag of them trying. My penis is long enough to reach you. I just don't want to tear a dick shaped hole in these pants. That was another good line. Sure, dazzle. Hey, <laughs> dazzle. Uh, and uh, she's like, I just want to sing songs about uh, prisms and turning coyotes into ghosts. And yeah, <laughs> I like that. That was another good one. Uh, but then Chrysalis comes, and they bring, like we said earlier, bringing back that thing is still on, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> never turn the wire never off. Which, the wire and then off, when you yeah. think about it, it's like you were so weird. Uh, back way. Oh yeah, he's he's thread. Oh yeah, this is um, Rad talking to uh, Pterodactyl Screech. <laughs> so I'm gonna <laughs> put you back where I found is. you in the sweatshop that makes uncomfortable chairs for other sweatshops. Oh, we get the gripping powder thing. Um, <laughs> what do you think of the gripping powder? <laughs> okay. <Yes. laughs> I mean, it just points out how stupid Rad is, which uh, I enjoyed. And then, of course, it was funny because uh, El Diablo Malo was like, yeah, you can trust me. Yeah, he says, yeah, see, you can he trust me. It's just that, Yeah, and they don't do anything with that. It's just there. Okay. We finally see the spelling of uh, her name, which is letters colon A. That's what I remember from <laughs> yes, that. Semicolon. And there's, like, and there's like an ampersand. Yeah. Uh Please welcome a singer. Ooh, I just felt my accent. That was bad. You, you what? I felt my accent when I said ampersand. I don't know if you can feel an accent, but that's okay. I felt it. Uh, we get this whole thing with uh, the fighting. They come in, uh, then the, uh, leading up to the stage exploding, oh, and yeah, it was like wait, we just skipped the part where they come crash in. Yeah, on they a crash bus- in on the on oh yeah. Boat. Yeah, did you like that? I did. You did like it's that? Just, it was the perfect over-the-top thing that I would just... Because it's just, they have to destroy the city. Like, that's how it works when you're a stupid cop. It's so good. Yeah, that's true. That's a nice genre. And they knocked over the people who were skiing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just, like, destroyed them. I'm coming out on a boat reminds me of The Hangover 2. That's yes. the, the ending of that. That's not a good movie, though. So that's not a good, yeah, no. good thing to remember. Um yeah, and then the stage explodes, and uh, Diablo Malo gets impaired, impaled with the, the part of the stage, which I like yep. that that's the. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and he takes. Uh, yeah, so he, he says, We got the perp. All I had to do was impale him on a purposely rickety stage in a Wind Chime concert. Uh, yep. Yeah. Good. So good. Uh, yes. What do you. And then Pizazz is like, this is, you, Technically, you did what I asked. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's like is this how the show's gonna go? Always like Pizzazz ending up being brilliant despite his incompetence. Is that the the stick here, or or is this just this episode? I guess we'll just have to wait. Yeah, I can't really see him being competent though. <laughs> like, yeah, I just I doubt it. it has to it's I. I, mean, I I'm, used to, I'm used Jack to competency Sparrow, from the actual clever. Yeah, Jack Sparrow is like actually clever though, right? Like, yeah, but he's yeah, it's like this will be like that, but like not clever. Yeah, like Archer is actually clever, so I don't. It'll know. be like Fred. It'll be like Fred from Scooby Doo and how those things work out. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good connection. Yeah, um, Pizzazz says she's gonna what? I don't know. Something bury you so far underground. The world's world's the smartest wor- worms couldn't worms. find you. Yeah, and I really like how they do like the blinds on her face every time she gets mad. The blinds on her face. Yeah, like they do, like the shadow. Okay. Yeah. Of the blinds, like they did, they did that in the first scene, and like because that's like the typical scene that they do in like old, like no, I can't say the word, but like old black and white like cop films. Yeah. And like that's they did it's so good. I really appreciate it. 
Uh, and also, I've been watching um, Austin Alley on Disney, and they have the Spanish teacher who always like turns and like takes her glasses off when she says something like dramatic. So what that's a, just what, what that a weird me connection to make. I just you can what blame. A... I watched a lot of Austin Alley. Why have you been watching Austin Alley? Well, it's not on purpose. It's Maddie's fault. What a weird connection to connect to that show to that's this show. What okay, I have probably seen an episode of that show with my younger cousins. It's, it's but, a yeah, really terrible it's... show. But... Uh, that okay. So what happens with Rat at the end? Like they find cocaine on his hands, right? And, is, and does he get arrested? Is that what happens? I I, I know. assume so. I bet he's coming back though. But he's like a main character, so I don't know. Yeah. So he, like, uh, everyone maybe, knows yeah, gripping maybe powder. Bad things happen to him. Yeah, I guess everyone knows gripping powder is green. He's like gripping powder is white sometimes. Just absurd. Yeah. That was, I like that. Uh, but the ju- award judges were from the Department of Immigration, and one of them says, "If uh, <laughs> they if rip he- it off, and they have like yeah, like a Miss America <laughs> sash." I enjoyed that. If he marries her, she can stay. And oh, that cut to shot of her on the boat. Yeah, you know, it was really funny. That was good. I liked it. Oh, right. and yeah. then and then we had the Statue of Liberty in a bikini. Yeah, why was the Statue of Liberty in a bikini? Because it's Moonbeam City. So I guess this takes place in America. That's where Moonbeam I imagine, City is. I imagine the idea is that they're taking, like, Las Vegas and New York and, like, pretty much... I, I bet we'll see a lot of, like, major landmarks, but, like, neoned up. Hmm. Like, I doubt this is actually, like, supposed to be New York or supposed to be um, L.A. or anything. Like, I think it'll just be, like, all of the cities. <laughs> yeah. And just, like, they'll play off of that a lot, I think. Yeah, I could see that interesting I I, it's, it's, to me do. it still seems futuristic but it could just be the it's very like it's 80s tron yeah yeah That's yeah tron's a good yeah and uh, like this is like to me it's not i don't think it's really supposed to be futuristic and we haven't seen anything that's like actually like it looks futuristic but we haven't actually seen anything that suggests there's like, yeah there's like no future technology but just the building yeah. structure i guess is what so it's yeah. I'm, i will stand by my 80s wet dream comment okay there you go uh i'll, I'll buy it because now that i'm thinking about it there's Nothing that, yeah, would indicate the future too much. Uh, we have, like, this weird scene that takes place after the main plot of the show. Um, Freeze, you aren't supposed to park near one of me, he says, getting out of the fire engine. <laughs> I didn't appreciate that until the second viewing, that line. It's yeah, pretty, no, it's... yeah. He's a fire hydrant. Yeah, but then uh, he gets into a standoff, uh, shoot off with the guy right next to him. Like, it's literally And they're all missing. Range. But then Chrysalis comes in and shoots him in one <laughs> shot. Nice work, Comprende. You mean Compadre? <laughs> I imagine so. Yeah. So dumb. And then there's a shot of him in the nap, uh, nap, nap nook. nook. Yeah, with Paddling his Paddling with mug. his gun and, and mug. Yeah. And the ends. And Yay. he shoots his mug. Any what? shoots his mug he shoots his mug yeah typical okay so it does seem like he's gonna be incompetent for a while which is yeah, interesting. No, he's an idiot i love it i mean on one hand having the incompetent lead is not new but on the other hand i feel like i've seen a string of competent leads for a while so having incompetent archer is interesting it'll be inter- it'll be entertaining at the very least yes okay so moonbeam city uh that was us there to the to a certain extent that turned into us recounting every joke from the episode which is somewhat necessary with these comedy shows sometimes but um and they were good jokes. They were. Good. Hopefully, we'll have more uh, episode, intelligent episode discussion in the future with the show. I think. Do you wanna? Do you wanna recover the, the next episode at the very least? What do you think? Yes, yes. I liked it. I, I want to keep watching. Problem it. is, this airs at uh, 
Wednesday nights. I I want to put a podcast out on Wednesdays. I, Comedy Central sometimes does a thing where they put uh, every episode uh, online a week before it airs, like every episode of some shows. So I'm not sure if they're going to do that with this. But if they do, yeah. then we might have episodes on Wednesdays. We could always just yeah. put it on Thursdays with Adventure with the uh, I mean, University. Yeah, which I'm fine with. Like I don't know. I like it. I want to watch. More. I think it's yeah. I'm, I I will continue with the show for sure. Let me let me know what you guys think of uh, of Moonbeam City and whether. Uh, we should continue our coverage on Dylan OVA on Tumblr and Dylan underscore OVA on Twitter. And where can we find you, Delaney? Guru Korosami. And then I might, if you, and then Delbury S on Twitter. Yeah, the first one was Tumblr. Tumblr. Yeah, and all of our links on overlyanimated.com. Um, last thoughts on Moonbeam City? Loved it. Oh, it just, the 80s nerd inside of me is pleased. Yeah, I was I was a big parroting the eighties is a fun thing. It's a very very strong first episode of a show. Like I said, first episode's not supposed to be super strong, and this was uh, not not that they're not supposed to be. These usually aren't, and this was very good. Um, so you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated. Um, thanks to our current patrons: Shayna, Mitch Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, and Jamie. Hey now, Fever, Mitch Cordell, University, Beatrice, Strange Buzz, like you're a mailman, and. Um, thanks thanks to you guys of course and patrons also let me know what you thought of moonbeam city and uh hopefully we'll be covering more new shows like this when we get into the fall season at the very least there's that um that uh i forget i always forget the name the bumblebee girl what's the what's the superhero supposed oh, to be she's a ladybug ladybug not bumblebee time, yeah i keep <laughs> ladybug french show yeah there we'll be you go. talking about the episode i'm like she's a ladybug bu- we'll be talking about bumblebee girl you know that oh, isn't that a gag from some old nick show i feel like i don't know yes i feel like that is okay anyway and uh, then also vixen i'm gonna watch vixen and i'll let you know oh yeah yeah that's on uh see that's the cw show yeah and we'll we'll get that one too okay uh let us know what you thought of the show and our coverage of she's it she's actually a bumblebee dylan vixen so ooh. That's the one I was talking about, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. thanks, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.